Well, hello there, my friends, listeners, and fellow role players. Tis I, Game Master Dagobah. Er, um, yeah, wait, real name. It's me, Stacy. And, uh, let me tell you a little news before jumping into. Part 2 Okay, so, the news. I'm going to start by saying, isn't it fantastic when virtual tabletops like Fantasy Grounds and Discord allow us to connect, to find a story to share with friends near and far? Well, real life and time zones have caught up with our friend Ryan, or Unlucky Geek, or his character name, Volan. And sadly, he is not able to continue with our campaign. Such is life. So, hasta luego, Ryan. Until we meet again. And hello, Daria. Welcome to the adventure. Welcome to Session 23, players and listeners. Another fortnight has passed and it is time to once more here discover what is happening with our intrepid ex-slaves and a new one, the strange creature known as a furball. What a session. A session where the shit hit the royal fan. Why is that, Mr. Game Master? Whatever would cause the shit to hit the fan? Well, let me tell you. That's because an old friend has suddenly appeared. Bashir. Yep, you heard me right. After having successfully navigated through the same forest tunnel that you yourselves have passed a few days earlier, Bashir has just entered Grandma Elmtwinkle's court. From 50 feet up the trunk of Cookie, Volan and Thorn take a hot second to hide from sight of this unwelcome arrival. Tripping on the heels of Bashir and his three companions is another strange new race to the Southlands, a Furbolg that you now know as Volka. As you watch, Grandma Elmtwinkle welcomes these arrivals and grants them guest right for having passed the challenge to enter her court. Auspiciously, Clicker then arrives and within a heartbeat she races towards the greetings and hurls a curse alongside her newly won Gale Javelin. The attack is stopped short before it can even really begin. And Clicker receives a single warning about breaking the peace within Grandma Elmtwinkle's lands, a warning that is also given to Bashir when he claims Clicker as his property. As Grandma in, as Grandma as Grandma mediates the confrontation, Clicker runs off to meet her companions in their rooms above, and Bashir is given an escort to take him to his guest room rites. When all have left except the swarm of tiny fae that are checking out the tall, furry Volga, Grandma Elmtwinkle takes the stranger in hand and guides her back through the opening in Cookie's trunk. With Bashir about, there's no more time to waste. Norbert must be resurrected, and so plans must be actioned. Listening at the door, Thorn hears Bashir talking with the dwarf Olga regarding a woman named Jessica. Once the speakers have passed, the companions quietly make their way down to the Starlight Puzzle Chamber. Volga agrees to provide aid with their quest and so follows them into the forest tunnel. A few hours pass, and they encounter a gruff with white fur. It has Norbit strapped to its back. On request for the return of their friend, the Gruff asks if they know where is Norbert's nest. Clicker mentions the name of a village that Norbert had mentioned only a few days ago. Armed with that information, the Gruff drops his burden and steps into the tunnel wall, 
which quickly morphs into a pumpkin head before returning to Flora. Volan and Thorn pry apart Norbit's beak-like mouth, and Clicker drops in a Parganberry. The fauna seems to hush for a moment. Everyone stops breathing. Another moment passes. Abruptly, Norbit's eyes pop open and he chokes, coughs out the berry. Norbit is alive. Meanwhile, Bruce the Barbarian has packed his cart, hooked up his donkey, and has begun his sojourn home. Or to Perbastet. It's hard to guess the thinking of the strange barbarian. He's not even left the domain of Grandma when the axle on his cart breaks and he's forced to reluctantly return to the market and seek aid. Now, before we begin, there's just one burning question that plagues my thoughts. Will Norbert ever be dressed in anything other than a loincloth? How about we find out? Come on! <laughs> not even a snicker? Shit, I thought that was brilliant! I don't suppose any of you guys got anything I could possibly put on to cover this giant dangly thing in front of me. <laughs> Norbert's back. <laughs> has anyone got a doily? Why does he need a loincloth? <clears throat> he has a shell. That's like completely irrelevant. We don't, we don't need to delve into it. We really don't. Actually, now that you mention it. Hmm. It's like somebody wearing a belt around their belly. Like, what's the purpose? Doesn't do anything. Pretty much. So, guys, what's happening? I'm standing here in the all together with nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Not just yet. One second. One second. It's nearly noon on the 22nd of December. The morning's overcast sky lends to dim light within the forest tunnel and a cooler temperature of 17 degrees Celsius. Norbert is alive, dirty, and remiss of everything, except for his loincloth. So guys, what's happening? I'm standing here in the all together. I need a bath because I'm covered in mud because I've been buried in a great big hole and carted round by a gruff. And you're telling me Bashir is here. Let's go kill him. Did we actually tell you that? You told me everything. We did that thing where I said, I wake up, I speak to you, you tell me everything that's happened in the last three days. You said, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's how we got past the whole everything that happened in the last three days bit. Or you could start now and I'll just go to sleep for now. Flicker twitches. Or oh, we could not tell you at all. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, you haven't told me anything and you're not going to tell me anything and I don't know Bashir is alive. Yeah, for all you know, Bashir is dead because you have been dead, uh, dead for 200 years and he just died of old age. Exactly, yeah. So, which, which which of the three options would you like to go with? Would you like to go with the, I have no idea what's going on? Would you like to go with the, I know everything that's going on? Or would you like something in between, like, you've told me everything but Bashir, so that when you tell me about Bashir, I'll just stab you through the eye with a blunt stick because you didn't tell me sooner. I mean, I would go with, you don't know anything at the moment because you've just met us. Oh, okay. And what you, Mick, as as a player, attempt to um, work out what he does and doesn't know with your meta knowledge. Oh, I like the other one because it was just a heck of a lot easier and neater for, to have the conversation we had last time, which is, you tell me everything that's gone on for the last three days, and then I'm up to speed, and then we don't have to figure out what I do or True. don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, I was just being lazy. Either which way, whatever you guys decide, it is just about lunchtime, and you can you guys can decide what you, what you want to do. You can roll a one d three and see what comes up. Well, I, you happy for me to go with that? I know everything that's going on. Sure. Okay, let's go kill Bashir. Liquor twitches her head to the left, to the right. That's a marvelous idea, and I wholeheartedly support it. Great. But uh, before we do that, would you mind if I take a look at you? I mean, with all due respect, you just have been resurrected. Are you sure you are fine, well? Um, I think I was resurrected a couple of days ago when the gruff was dragging me around the countryside. I think I was just unconscious, but feel free to examine me from top to bottom. Well, not the bottom, because that's the smelly bit. And we've used that in the past. Thank you for the warning. I will do that. So, you walk up, you know, having made your statement and feeling confident in your skills, but <clears throat> maybe your eyes are playing tricks on you. I mean, you've never seen a creature like this before not in any of your experiences and as you get closer nope your eyes are not playing a trick on you this is definitely some kind of a mix between a turtle and a humanoid so you look at him and you can see that he's got the shell that's on the front the larger bit of the shell on the back on his back and you know his arms and legs sticking out of the shell his head sticking out of the shell you just aren't really sure where to start uh looking at him with a medicine check of eight. Well, I pretend like I know what I'm doing and carefully look all around to see if there are any obviously like open blood gushing wounds. <laughs> and if not, I'm going to proclaim that he's totally fine. Yeah, you don't find... In fact, you don't see any miscolors that you might think is that looks like, a, you know, the... the kind of thing that looks bruisey. You don't see any open blood or anything like this. He looks put together, and that's about all you can tell. Did you find anything, Volga? Um, not yet. Can you stretch your hands forward, please? Okay. And now touch your nose with the index finger of your right hand. It's a claw, but I can do that. And would you kindly now please do that with the left hand, Claw? I attempt to do it with the left hand and faint. <laughs> While this is going on, uh, I, I will use minor illusion to make the noise of a, a fart in um, Norbert's general direction. Liquor <laughs> looks at Thorn immediately. And her head tilts from right to left again. As I bring my left left claw towards my nose. I hear the sound of a fart. I look down and faint. Cure wounds, cure wounds. I'm going to cast cure wounds on him. Okay. Yeah, if you want to kill a spell slot, yeah, for sure. So you cast cure wounds, and you're not sure, Norbit, if there was certainly anything too, too wrong with you. You know that you're conscious again. You know that you had choked on a berry a moment ago, but when you feel the magical energies of 
Volga's spell flowing through you, you certainly do feel a lot better. Oh, geez, that's good. Has anyone got any water? I had some yes. water if you need some. Yes. Yep. Of course. Hey, uh, Clicker, did you, did you see that almost lethal flatulence he did? That was terrible. <laughs> yes, what, flat? What? Oh, never mind. What? Give me a perception check. An 18. You pull out your flask and pass it over to Norbit. And as you pass the flask over to Norbit, you notice a couple of things. First, you notice that you do not see the starlight symbol on it. And you notice that the flask that you have in your hand is made out of wood instead of the metal that was originally. Very, very finely crafted wood. Not heavier nor lighter than the, the other flask. Very similar in color, but it is not the same flask. Oh, those thieves I swapped over my flask. <sighs> That's okay, mate. I'll drink from it. It'll be fine. As long as it's water. So I hand it over. Flicker's head again changes changes shoulders. I take the top off. I sniff it. I don't detect anything. And take a swig. Wait, wait. Hold on a second. Give me your perception check. Who is this? Norbit? Yep. Okay. You take a smell. You don't smell anything. Take a sniff of it to see if it smells strange. Now I need your constitution saving throw. No, I'm kidding. That's fine. It's water. It, and it doesn't sound good. <laughs> You're fine. It's water. And I kill over. Dead. <laughs> what, what character are you, Thor, you dealing Thor with next? rescued you to kill you. <laughs> it's okay because they got to bury so they can bring me back to life again. Sorry. We're being silly. We need to be serious. This is a serious game for serious players. Okay. So you, you quaff down the flask of water. We quaff down some water and then I pass it back. Well, this is going on for the first time in, in a couple of seconds, minutes. Clicker straightens her head again and uh, takes the backpack off her or, or just swings it, swings it over so she can reach the sombrero that is on it. And oh, you're not wearing on. the sombrero there? When sneaking out and running, she's probably not wearing a sombrero, I think. Good point. Makes a lot of sense. But now she is. Cool hat. And she's just just looking at what is happening. Yes! Cool hat. Hat. Mm. I mean. So, what happened to Volan? Oh, yeah, Volan's still there. Yeah, oh, what do you mean? No, I'm fine. Oh, you're still here. That's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. just... Um, Do you want to go back and kill Bashir? With the rest of us? Uh, well, well uh, look down, but we um, have to do something first before we uh, chase down that uh, fella. Yeah? What? Oh, that's right. You told me. Yep. We've got to... Made, kind of made a promise. How long is it going to take, you think? I don't rightly, rightly know, but I'm um, hoping it won't be too long. Well, I okay, mean, we'll we'll do that and come back and kill him when we. Do you remember the first time we were 
in the dream. Like, it, it only seemed like a few minutes and a few hours past here. And in a second time, I think we were only there a few hours and, well, quite a bit of time passed. Yeah. What about Olga? Can she step into the dream? Well, can you step into the dream, Volga? You know what that means? I do not quite know what that means, and I can't say that I have had such experiences, but I do believe that Grandma Elmwinkle was um, quite sure that I would be able to help you, so naturally I must assume this is something that is possible for me. Do we want to give it a shot? Not like step into the dream, but just do the sit round in a circle, hold hands. I mean, we kind of did that before. Like, I remember when uh, we were in the dream and you kind of, well, you kind of killed that boy. And then, and then Clicker and us, we sat together and we gave it a good thinking and we brought you back. So, uh, I don't know. It seems like a, not a bad idea. But uh, I, I thought Elm Twinkle said that she was going to help us too. So, I'm not sure. Wow. Well, we had to uh, retrieve you first and then we're going to go speak with Elm Twinkle to get us into the dream. I believe it was the uh, aim. It's not a bad idea though. We could give it a whirl see what happens we can do it now because huh? we like you know she said done it before she would help us outside of the tree we would not have to return yep she said that well I guess okay, we can yeah. set up here and uh, try Volgan plops down and, and goes into uh, cross-legged, holds his hands out. Is Volgan a symbiosis of Volga and Volan? <laughs> it's an unknown character that's just appeared. What do you mean? I said Volgan. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, you said Volgan. No, I didn't, did I? Yeah, you said Volgan. Yes. Holy yeah, shit. You haven't recorded, so... I'll listen back to it and I'll edit it and I'll say I said Volan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. You guys are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Volgan is what happens when Olga sits on Volan's shoulders. Volan sits down cross-legged. Yeah. And holds out his hands. No, oh, I'm willing to give it a whirl. Yeah, nobody does the same. He's going to sit next to him. Holding hands. Forgot how much you smelled, Orbit. Sorry, mate. Been underground for a while. He smiles. I must say, uh, it's uh, good to see you back and up and around. That uh, I just had to say that we, um, while you were away, we had to deal with this weird dwarf guy. He was rather annoying. I can't remember his name. Can you remember his name, Clicker? Brutus. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds that, about right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds disgusting. He had a, a really weird donkey. Are you sure? 
I heard you mention something about Boromir. Oh, yes, that's right. How could I miss that one? Of course. Anyway. What, uh, what are we doing? How exactly does this work? Well, let's have a seat here. And I think what we need to do is we're supposed to, um, if I remember right, we, we just need to concentrate and, and will ourselves into the dream. Focus. Focus, yes. On a great memory. Yes, let's do that. Something beautiful. So I'll sit down and start doing that as well. Hard to think really in focus when all I really can think of is how the hell is Norbit out of that hole? Like what? In, anyways, never mind. Obviously, the gruff pulled it out. I'm worried I set the gruff on the track of terror. It's going to back to that to that village now. Yeah, I wonder. Sure, hope he's not going to hurt. Know why he wants to know where your nest is, Norbert? It's odd. I mean, uh, let's uh, look look to the future. There's no point dwelling on the past. That's something you can't change. Good point. Yeah. Good thinking, Thorn. Yep. I only use the nest before I die, so what the heck? So this will be a Constitution check for Clicker and Norbit for Thorn. Volan and Volga, it is a wisdom check. Okay, I gotta write these numbers down, just wait. Hive's better, right? Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, high is almost always better. So Norbert rolled a 7. Volga rolled an 8. Thorn rolled a 15. Volan rolled a nine. No, Clicker, you need to roll Constitution. Well, you don't really need to reroll. I can just add your modifier. What is your modifier? Twelve total. Okay. Plus three. So you guys sit down in your circle. You hold hands and you focus. You can't seem to settle your thoughts as you try to focus. And you sit there for a good, you know, few breaths pass. Everything is quiet. Nobody's talking. Maybe one of you is breathing too heavy. Hard to say. But realistically, for you, Vogel, you find this to be a very strange thing that's going on here. Nothing happens. You don't feel anything. Perhaps, Thorn, you may feel just a little bit of something. In fact... As you're sitting there and and focusing on this thorn, you and your will is there. You you get like the slightest stirring of an image as well in your mind, but it, it is so brief that you just can't latch on to it. And as you sit, as you guys sit there and you concentrate, you start to hear the sound that terrible sound of trees or vines writhing again and off to the side you see a dryad walking out of a tree this and to your 
you see passive perception. A clicker and Thorn, you recognize her. Yeah, Volan would too. You guys recognize her as the dryad that was... When you first entered into Elm Twinkle's court, there had been a dryad that had been standing beside Elm Twinkle. And when you guys entered, she had looked, she had stared at you guys fiercely. She does not look like Dindelia. She looks where Dindelia had been very green in complexion and everything like this. This one has a much more autumn look to her. She's ta taller, just as lithe, but definitely different colors and clearly not the same. And she walks up to you guys and she's like, Greetings. I'm here on behalf of Elm Twinkle. I see that you are already trying to start. My name is Thistle, Thistle Pollendale. Oh! Hello, Thistle. Grandma Elm Twinkle told me that if you were able to find your friend, that I was to come and help you. So, I'm guessing you are ready, then? Well, we were just having a test to see, like, to see if we could do it, not to go the whole hog. Just a trial. I think you kind of on the right path. I definitely felt something there. At least one of you seemed closer than the others, but the thing is, it's, there's a little bit of a trick to being able to step into the dream versus just enter the dream with your... I guess, what do they say in common? Like, lucid dreaming? Not quite the same as astral projection, but... Anyway, to step in a dream is more tricky. There is a way we fae do things. So let's see if you can do the same. And so what she does is she starts, you watch her as she stands in front of you. And she, she tells you, okay, between our plane, this material plane and the plane of dreams, there is a curtain. You have to grab the curtain. You have to see it, but not see it. You have to grab it, but not grab it and then tug it aside. And you watch as she, with her left hand, she reaches out. Her fingers are in this <clears throat> odd Kujian pattern. And um, Kujian is just like, you know, making strange... I guess for all intents and purposes, it would be somewhat similar to making somatic moves that you would do for a spell. So she does this gesture with her left hand. She reaches out with her left hand. And you watch as... The scene to her left, you see trees and the flowers, and you can see a butterfly that's that's kind of flying there. <clears throat> and she grabs, she grabs onto something. It's clear, like it. There's nothing but air there, but she seems to have grabbed onto something. It seems like her hand has caught something, and she's not looking to where her left hand is. She's looking at you guys, and she grabs on with her left hand, and then she basically pulls her left hand in close just like she was opening a curtain and you watch as the scene behind her seems to scrunch up in her hand and you then see 
just past that, it's like where the tree and the, the butterfly and the, the flowers had been that had all been scrunched up just in a little bit as if a curtain has been pulled aside. You can see past and there is the blackness of night with stars twinkling. And then she kind of just shakes her hand and she lets go. And instantly, it's not even like the curtain falls back into place. It's just instantly the scene is back to the way it was. So yeah, you have to just like that kind of grab onto the curtain and just tug it aside. And once you've tugged it aside, you just slip right through. Wait, wait. Are you saying we uh, travel there uh, physically, not in our dream? She kind of gets a kind of a confused look on her face. Didn't Grandma Elmtwinkle tell you that in order to go there to retrieve whatever you're supposed to get, you, you needed to go there physically? Ugh. Uh, maybe. Uh, I could have forgotten, but weren't we supposed to deliver something, not retrieve something? Like, we don't we have those uh, vials? I believe she said that one of you is carrying it. You, Clicker, she said you are carrying the vials. She nods. You're to give it to the two aspects of Savosi. She nods again. I mean, if you can uh, provide that sort of a weird rift thing, why don't you just pull it apart for us and we'll step through? Oh, well, that's the trick. If I do it... Well, here's the thing. The reason why if I go, I enter into the plane of dreams, I cannot enter into Savolsi's realm. Her realm is part of the Autumn Court, and I don't have access to that. But somehow, as I understand, the four of you do. I mean, you look a bit uh, like uh, an autumn nymph or something. You, you can't access it. Yes, I'm totally of the autumn court. The thing is, is with Savosi, no autumn fae can go into her court, lest they accidentally break Savosi's link, the balance that is in place. So it can't be done. Not by an autumn fae, that's for sure. That sounds like a cop-out to me, but uh, I guess we'll have to try. Well, you can believe what you want to believe. I will not go against the wishes of my queen or Grandma Elmtwinkle. If I may, uh, let's imagine that we do open our own passage and manage to go in and manage to reach the Savosis court and deliver whatever we need to deliver how uh, would we get back ah getting back is a lot easier you can stepping out is an act of will as well you shouldn't um you you're the new one to the group you're not one of these Children of the Harvest Moon. I don't think Elmtwinkle said you were. When were you born? 
like the year? No. Uh, what time were you born during the day or the night? I have no idea. Hmm. Well, let's let's try this. It should be easy enough to see. Can all of you try to grab onto the curtain and see if you can pull it aside? We could all try. Okay. So will Thorn. Yeah. And the little guy. So she walks up to each of you and as you try to mimic the pattern of uh, that she had in her hand, she gives you instructions and she, you know, helps move your fingers to get get your fingers into the right the exact right locations. Yep, yep. You're doing well. You're doing well. And she when she looks at Norbit. Um yeah, that could be complicated with your hands. But maybe just give it a try. I, I mean, you only got what is that? Just the three fingers and a thumb? That's weird. Yeah. That's how we come. I'll give it a shot. This is what we have to do. And so she tries to show you guys how to place your hands. So I'll get each of you guys to make another roll. Constitution uh, and Wisdom. Can I cast Guidance on Norbit? Yeah, sure. For sure. Have you set the spell up? So what you would do is you would just... Oops, sorry. It's a crit, though. <laughs> okay. So what you would do is... On your Actions tab here, I'm just going to show you. If you change your Actions tab from Preparation Mode to Combat Mode, and you change your display to Actions, you can see you've got the two buttons. The first one on Guidance, that's the one you would drag, and you would drop that onto Norbit in the Combat Tracker. Mm -hmm. And then when you drag and drop that on him, when he makes his roll, it will automatically add the 1d4. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, I was I was busy. One d four on top. Is that correct? She was cast. I think she said she's just casting it on orbit, though. Yeah. Gotcha. That's got it. There you go. Yeah. It worked. Uh, okay, so you can roll your constitution, constitution orbit as well. Okay, now I just need to check something else here. What was it? Here? So is it wisdom for me? Yes, wisdom for you. Was that Incubus? Ooh, 25 for you, Clicker. Wow, nice. Uh, yeah, not, not 23, actually. Because it's uh, a roll dexterity, but I should have rolled constitution. Okay. Volga rolled 23. Good for Volga. Yeah, next time Norbert. somebody casts Guidance, I'm going to listen very intently. I think that was Incubus. Norbert needs all the help he can get. What did... What did... No, Vaughn has it rolled. So we're going back to Bruce now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. It's time to put Norbert on a fire and make turtle soup out of him. 
So, Clicker, you get the hands, the means to put your left hand just right. And when you reach out and you grab on, you can actually, as you're reaching out of the corner of your left eye, with your hands in that, you can actually, and, and concentrating on what you're doing, you can actually kind of see out of your peripheral vision, there's definitely something there and you manage to grab your left hand onto it and you can feel that there's something trying to hold against it. And with your will, you're able to start sliding it towards you and you have no problem as it slides aside. For Norbit, even though you've gotten a blessing on top of you, you try as you might, you're, you're just not able to get your hands or your hands into the right thing, or you got a close approximation, but whenever you move to the left and try to grab onto something, you don't feel it. Thorn, as you do it as well, similar to, to Clicker, you, you grab on, but as you grab on, there's almost that feeling that you had that briefly crossed your mind again. It comes again, but this time you're able to hold on to that image as well. As you grab on, you get the sense that you're also being aided, not by a blessing from a companion, but you get the feeling that from that dream that you had last night where you kept hearing all of these names being said, you get the feeling as well, similar feeling and what was in that dream is giving you aid now so that when you grab on, it's helping to place your hand so that it goes into the right place. So when you tug aside, you do feel that sense of that you've grabbed onto a curtain. Volan, he also tries, but he's not able to grab onto anything. And although Volga, you've got the hands perfectly placed, you imagine properly everything that they are. Everything seems to be doing exactly right. But for the life of you, you can't seem to sense anything out of your peripheral vision, nor can you actually touch onto anything. And Thistle is like, hmm, I see. Very well done, Clicker and Thorn. Well done indeed. Not bad, Norbert. You're kind of close. You too, Volan. But you, Volga? Yeah, no. I don't think that you are a child of the Harvest Moon. You're probably going to need them to help you to pass. They did very, very well for their first time. It's incredible. And as she stands there, she kind of then turns her head to the left, kind of, you know, her ear kind of pointing up a little bit. You can give me an insight check, any of you guys who are watching her, if you care. Sure. Yes, yes. Having seen that gesture done a few times by other people, you catch on to what you think is happening here. Whereas Clicker and Volga, although you're paying attention, you didn't quite get it, but Thorn, you think that she's listening to something and then she turns about quickly and she walks back to a, a violet looking flower, a violet lilyish looking flower. When you see that flower, Norbert, it brings back terrible memories of being paralyzed. Very similar. You don't see the tar coming out of this one as the, the larger ones that you had encountered and, and so poorly handled. But in this case, she walks up to the lily and from within the lily petals, you can see rising up out of the lily, 
a strange wooden object. And she grabs onto the, the wooden object and she comes back. She says, Hmm, Alicia sent this. She tells me that I'm supposed to give this to the strange-looking tiefling. She and Yadira said good luck, and they mentioned that uh, if you're ever in Perbastet, you should look up their friend, Tower Wet Wing. She hands over to you. I will put it into the party sheet. There's so much stuff in the party sheet. Oh, I should get rid of that, eh? That's oh, all the gone. Jinborn. Yes, that's the Jinborn, that's right. Alright. There you go, Thorn. That was the uh, flute I was asking, right? Yeah. So she comes back. Well, always someone interrupting. I think we should probably try this again, and maybe this time Norbit and... Well, maybe... If you can, oh, this will be interesting. Maybe touch one person that was more successful with your right hand while you use your left hand to catch the curtain. Okay. Flicker stands up and so sits next to him and grabs his hand. Okay, Clicker. It's time. So this time... You guys can all make the same checks that you did before, but you can do them at advantage. Oh. Follow me. Oh, you've been, you got guidance on you again, Norbit. <laughs> it still doesn't help. Okay. I think my dice are broken. Oh, at advantage. Oh, at advantage, yeah. yeah. Wow. 24. Nice, Volga. What did clicker roll? 17. Yeah. 11 for Norbit. Thorn got 16. Volga got 24. Clicker's just going bananas. Yeah, that's Norbit. Oh, sorry. Norbit's Norbit keeps rolling. Nothing. Yeah, but I got 23 last time and it works. Okay. So as you, with your right hands on each other's shoulders and with your left hands all making this gesture once more, you are able to grab on and you all can feel the sense of this curtain. And as you pull together, instead of opening a, the curtain opening, to the left of you as had done before between the five of you a much bigger curtain is pulled aside and you can see the black knight there and thistle is super excited wow i didn't ex wow so children of the harvest moon very impressive so you're coming, uh, Thistle? No. Like I said, if I enter into Savosi's realm, I am not going to be the one responsible for letting free the Starlight Court. No, sir. 
yeah, very understandable. Still, how how was supposed to get back again? Yes, right. So the thing to remember is when you're in dream, it's willpower is everything. Using your will is how you can accomplish things that normally you can't. You have to imagine yourself at the location that you want to be. And you need to focus yourself to be at the location you want to be. You will travel there when you are in the plane of dreams. You will get to that location if your will is strong enough. Once you're at that location, you have to wake yourself up. Do you get it? Wake ourselves up to exit the dream world? Do I understand it right? Well, because you're there physically, to wake yourself up isn't just a matter of pinching yourself. It has to be a lot stronger than that. You kinda... This is where it gets a little bit bad, but you gotta knock yourself out. And when you knock yourself out, try just to knock yourself out. Try not to really, really hurt yourself. Because if you really, really hurt yourself, when you get back to the material plane, you're going to be hurting. And remember, if you die in the plane of dreams, you, you, you're, dead for, you're dead for good. Especially when you've stepped in. If you're just there as um, an astral projection or just in dreaming itself... Yeah, okay, you just wake up normally. But when you're there for real, have a care. But to step out, go where you want to go. Use your will to get where you need to be. And then, knock yourself silly. I think for you, Volga, you probably want one of them to help you. I don't know if you will be able to do it on your own. I mean, that sounds uh, terrible. It does, quite frankly, yes, it does. If your will is strong enough, you can just try to do what we did here and see if you can. But I think there's something... I think there's also something about your nature that you need to be connected with, about who you truly are. It's the ears. I'm sure they are. The ears? Whatever do you mean? Your ears Look are... Look at them. Flippy flappy. You don't have flippy they floppy look ears. Like... They look like Ninu. What, are we uh, supposed to knock her out with the ears? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Please don't. Oh, you mean her ears? Oh yeah. my! Well, they look like flippy, flappy ears. I mean, I think uh, Clicker has just got uh, ear envy. I mean, have you looked at hers? There's nothing there. It's just a hole. Yeah, that's a good joke. Oh, yeah, Clicker's ear envy. So, guys, perhaps we should just come up with um, where we're gonna come back. So, if it all turns to custard. Are we all going to come back to the same location? Are we all going to go back to Elm Twinkle's tree, or we're going to go back to Bashir's tent? Where do we want to go? Well, she said, if you find... She mentioned that, asked you to try to find 
something called a spark. I'm not sure what that means. But she said if you find that, come back to her. If you don't find the spark, well, I mean, do it. Do whatever you want to do, I suppose. So, guys, if we... If it all goes wrong, then we're all going to suddenly go, it's all going wrong, we need to knock ourselves out. This is Ivan. I'm also known as Gregory Dog, the Hammer Dog Games Community Manager. And I'm playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Vorgashelist, the Forvog Druid. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.